Welcome to the 2020 regular season and welcome officially to season two of Playmakers. I'm your host, Haley Elwood. If you're returning as a listener, thank you so much for coming back. If you're new, welcome. So excited to be back. Season one was pretty much everything I could have envisioned and more. And it's going to be hard to top with season two, but my first guest of the year, she'll she'll probably do that. She'll do a really good job at that. Please welcome in Chargers Radio Sideline Reporter, friend of the show, which I can say now, and one of my favorite people, Shannon Farron. Shannon, how are you? Oh my gosh, we're doing this. Are we doing this? We're doing I'm this. so excited. <laughs> I really thought I spent the whole summer not to get excited about football season as a defense mechanism, thinking like mm-hmm. there's no way we're going to be able to pull this off. There's no way the league's going to figure it out. We're going to have no football until this spring. And now it's happening. And I couldn't be more excited. We need this. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You and I are huge NFL fans, football fans, despite the jobs that we have. But just how good is it to kind of get back to this? Although it feels though, even though I've been out at training camp, like it's kind of just falling out of the sky and it's here. It's going to be odd not having a preseason. You know, we talk about it every year. The players talk about the ridiculousness of having four preseason games. And when you think about the injuries and the losses there, historically, it's just not worth it. It's not worth it, you know? And fans complain about it too, because they've got to pay the full ticket price for, for those games that mean nothing. Well, we asked for it. We're going to have it this year. So week one is really going to be telling, I guess, to say the least. Yeah, we'll get to Chargers football and what we'll see on the field in a little bit. But just to kind of start, to me, I don't know if bittersweet is the right word. But what I will say, as exciting as it is to get to football, roles are very different this year. Your role, my role, a lot of people who are used to covering football, reporting on football, the landscapes changed for 2020, obviously for good reason to keep everyone safe. For you personally, as the Charger sideline reporter, big picture, what does 2020 have in store for you in terms of how you're going to be covering this team on Sundays? You know what? I think I'm going to find out as it happens. <laughs> there we go. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I do know I'm going to be in a cordoned off air. Yeah, at the stadium. I don't know if it'll be on the sideline. You know, we've seen with the Dodgers and Alana Rizzo, she's up in a a suite by herself looking Mm -hmm. at monitors. I'm not sure where we're going to be at the stadium, but it's going to be not the same as roving the sideline and getting all the insight into what's going on with the game and and changes in how they're going to attack their opponent. Sometimes you get to be privy to the discussions between coaches and their player groups, and that's not going to happen. So it really changes the entire role of sideline reporter. Obviously, like, you know, we have our storylines heading into each week, what happened in practice, who's out for the week, who's going to have to step up. All of those things will will remain the same. But in terms of getting injury updates and, and being able to run over to the action and see exactly what happened and how somebody is doing, it's going to be completely different. But like you said, we get to be in the arena. You know, we yeah. get to be there, which is saying something. Away games will be different uh, because we're not tra- traveling with the team. I will be in a studio in Burbank watching the monitor like all of the fans will again, with the same kind of storylines, but unable to give you that, you know, live action report. You mentioned the storylines, but obviously you're not getting sweat on, you're not getting cursed at, you can't hear things from the distance anymore, from the short distance that you used to have. How else are you maybe sort of changing your approach to how you're covering this season? Or is it really just going to kind of be, you're thrown into the fire and you're going to sort of figure it out from there? I think it'll be more preparation. I think mm-hmm. I'll dig more into those storylines and, and 
player profiles and things like that, interesting things about these guys that maybe you don't know about that uh, I can bring to you as opposed to doing those injury updates and things that I'd normally jump in the broadcast with. So I'm just going to try and be more prepared heading into each week in terms of the insight and the in-depth stuff that we share with all the fans. Now you mentioned it, you're not traveling. I will not be on the road this year. One of our favorite things to do, a lot of people's favorite things to do when they go on the road though, is try the food of the city that they're at, that's native to the city that they're at. You had posted on Instagram uh, some Skyline Chili ingredients. And so I have to ask, number one, have you made it yet? And number two, is this going to continue? Because I feel like I need this content. I mean, we got New Orleans on the docket this year. There's a lot of good stuff you could make from home with that. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, hand me my jambalaya and my gumbo. (laughs) I'm ready to go with my catfish po' boy. I'm all for New Orleans. Hey, listen... We're not going to miss out on this, all right? Yeah. I am going to order food from, and I've got a great Cajun food place in Carson, Please. Uncle Darrow's, by the way, or Darrow's um, New Orleans Grill, I think it's called now, but in, in staying Cajun food if you're into it. Um, but yes, I just got the Highline Chili order delivered by Amazon today, and I just left a bag with a couple cans and some oyster crackers for Matt Money Smith in his studio down the hall so that we don't miss out on the road treats that we usually have. That's what we do, you know? So I'm going to try and keep that tradition alive. Unfortunately, I know that you know this about me, uh, no brat left behind. I have a bratwurst in every stadium, and that is really the heartbreaker of the season. (laughs) uh, I'm going to have to miss out on that. Yeah, the stadium meets are put on pause for 2020, that's for sure. (laughs) That is the line of the day. Yeah. You're welcome for that. I do have to say, I love though that you're getting money involved, you know, DJ by proxy. Food aside, in terms of your relationship with those two and that working relationship, how good is it to have that rapport that you've established over these last couple of years when even though you're not next to them on game days, on the road, you're going to be in different places? Well, and I think that you just hit the nail on the head because we're traveling together. And you and I know this, like our bond is so strong because yeah. we're thrown into cities in the dead of winter, sometimes in snowstorms where we have to look out for each other. And sometimes we're dumb. And we, when I mean me, wear heels to Denver in December in a snowstorm. And, you know, I might, I might fall down on the runway and you're yeah. always there to pick me up. So it's like those kinds of experiences really create solid friendships. And DJ and Matt, it's no different. You know, mm-hmm. one of the, our favorite things to do, or my favorite things to do is go to a new stadium where we haven't been, or we haven't been in a while, haven't been in a season or two or three and figure out how to get to the press box because it is a situation to get to the broadcast booths and the, and the press boxes because every stadium it's yep. different. It's never and the you same. can come in from a mile away on the opposite end of the, of the stadium, like at Jerry's world. And it's an adventure. It is a fact-finding mission. And it really does bring you closer together, especially when it's like, you know, 6 a.m. Pacific time. Yep. (laughs) How excited are you to work a game from SoFi Stadium in week two, I should say, which is the home opener? I am so excited. That stadium is so beautiful. I just mentioned Jerry's World. This thing is so much more beautiful. I mean, it really does look futuristic, like something that's not in 2020 or 2021 or whenever everyone gets to see it. Um, But it's gorgeous. I've heard that everything is top of the line. 
Uh, I saw that there's a champagne bar there that I wouldn't be able to go to because I'd be working, but that's exciting for fans. <laughs> I think there's a tequila bar too. There are a lot of fun things that you and I will probably not be partaking in right. given our jobs on game day, but, but for the fan, great experience. Absolutely. That place, the, the Oculus alone, that oh, yeah. giant screen is just gorgeous. And you can see the players, how much they love it. All right. So let's get to this Chargers team on the field. Have to start a quarterback. Different. Philip Rivers no longer here. Tyrod Taylor taking the reins. We know about his familiarity with Anthony Lynn. You saw him last year in the preseason. What are your impressions of him and what he'll be able to do in command of this offense? Absolutely solid. A great leader. I had spoken to him for the first time interviewing him last preseason, and I was struck by, wow, this is a guy who's got a lot of patience to be in a backup role because mm -hmm. he has all the tools to be QB1. I, I think that the strength of the offensive line has improved, especially on the right side. I mean, I'm really excited to see how explosive that Tyra Taylor could be. Yeah, so he's got a great weapon in Keenan Allen, who recently got a contract extension why is he able to produce at such a high level to make him truly one of the best wide receivers in this league? It's the route running. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find anybody that questions that he's the best route runner in the NFL. Also, as, uh, as your wide receiver coach will tell you, he blocks. Yes. <laughs> so yes. that's always helpful. Uh, and he has been so fun, Haley, during this camp is watching Iron Sharp, uh, Sharpen Iron, you know, with Chris Harris and Keenan Allen. And you've seen these guys go up against each other in the AFC West for years. years. And now you see them in practice and you can just tell there's like, there's still that animosity a little bit and they love it and they're feeding off of it and they're just making each other better and you, you bring up a good point with Keenan Allen too I mean time and time we, he puts up the, those numbers you know mm -hmm. and I, I'm so happy that he was able to come to a deal that Tom Telesco and Dean Spanos were able to come to the table and, and let him know how valued he is and I think with Keenan and um, and Joey and Melvin all feeling valued by the team uh, that is going to go a long way to settling everyone down in their position and making them want it even more I think Totally. And here's another guy, Austin Eckler. He got a contract, new contract this offseason. You have had really a front row seat to his career from when he started out as an undrafted free agent to getting a spot on the 53, thanks to that preseason game in San Francisco, to where he is today. He's the guy now. You know, he's leading this running back stable. But what do you make of that unit with him, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, who they drafted out of UCLA? Kelly's been absolutely fun to watch at yeah. camp. Um, Justin, as he to stay healthy, he's a lot of a lot of fun too. Um, we saw what he could do back in Pittsburgh a couple seasons ago. Yeah. And Austin Eckler, I'll tell you, I mean, you said that preseason game in San Francisco. I just got chills thinking about it yeah. because it was one of those games where he stood out and he wanted it so bad, and he stood out on special teams, and that's what you have to do to make the roster and. I remember standing on the sidelines and I had done a bunch of background on him. I thought that maybe he might have a big game because it was one of the last ones and they were trying to figure out who was going to make that roster. Yep. And I remember talking to, to Matt and the, and Nick Hardwick, who was the, the analyst at the time, about how this was a kid who grew up with a stepdad who was unforgiving and he would plant miles of fences and work sun up to sun down and how this work ethic has been engraved in him for 
his whole life. And just watching that and then comparing it to Jerry Rice, who said that, you know, his father was a bricklayer and he used to catch bricks and being a 49ers analogy kind of thing too. And being so happy for him. And I'll tell you, no one is harder on themselves than Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. If he makes a mistake, God forbid he fumbles. He he is so hard on himself. So I'm really excited to see how he's going to be as the featured back. We're already seeing him take more of a leadership role in the locker room and in that running back room. So I'm stoked. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do. And also don't, don't sleep on him in terms of receiving yards because totally. I think he was just behind Christian McCaffrey in the league when it comes to that number last year. Now, moving to the defense, unfortunately, we can't talk about the Chargers defense without talking about the loss of Derwin James. However, I'm not going to call it a silver lining, but is there a benefit that this team has gone through a period of time knowing what their defense is like without him, given his injury in 2019, but now even has some more playmakers that can probably compensate for that loss? Yeah, well, I mean, because of Derwin James's talent and his ability to be a chess piece that you can move around, mm-hmm. the guys who've had to step up have kind of had to assume those roles. You know, you look at Desmond King, for example. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we know how to play without him, but gosh, it would have been so great to have him back. You know, he's just so much fun to watch. And like Gus Bradley said, you know, usually it's the next man up mentality, but with Derwin James, he's just irreplaceable Mm -hmm. that said the secondary is deep it is strong and I think it's going I think they're going to be fine especially now that you have that um beefed up linebacker core which should help out the situation as well I think we're good that's good I appreciate your confidence (laughs) (laughs) can you tell how excited I am I I can totally tell it's permeating a (laughs) hundred percent You mentioned him earlier, Chris Harris Jr. They added another big guy up front, Linval Joseph. He has been called every superlative in the book for his size and his strength from his teammates this year. What do adding those pieces in free agency do for a defense like this, which was already pretty good? Well, I think it's great, especially getting somebody from a rival in the AFC West Mm. named Chris Harris. And I also think it's great to have a mobile home parked on your defensive line. (laughs) There you go. That's one of them. It can't hurt, right? (laughs) Another thing that I kind of wanted to get to with you, you've seen these guys up front. You've seen maybe the new pieces from afar, but who are you sort of looking forward to, to watching in 2020? I think, uh, I think I'm excited to see what goes on at the quarterback position. I'm Mm -hmm. excited to see how that changes the, the playbook, because those are two different quarterbacks, obviously, Philip Rivers and Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so I'm interested to see what, uh, what Shane and Anthony put into to motion with this, with a mobile quarterback like that. I'm also excited to see what, like you mentioned, Austin Eckler is going to do with more touches. And um, I'm excited to see Mike Williams again. I say that every season. I feel like we haven't seen him at 110% yet. Mm-hmm. And I know he's dealing with an injury and we'll see how he goes day to day, week to week. But gosh, when Mike Williams is healthy and is on, get out your highlight reel, get yeah. out ESPN's top 10, because that is incredible to behold. Him, him come down, you know, they call him 50 50 catches, but with him, it's more like 80 20. And yep. at 80, 80%, he's going to come down with that. Yeah, and get out your fantasy rosters too because you're sticking him in your lineup for sure. Yeah. 
And then lastly, Shannon, expectations. Obviously, 2019 didn't go as planned for this team, but what do you expect out of them in 2020? I'm still really disappointed about last season. Yeah. I mean, that was a heartbreaker. I mean, five wins with that team. Give me a break. Like, what, what happened there? You know, especially after the season before. And I'll just never forget the way that that team was able to, to shut down Baltimore. And yeah. I think it really was, were the injuries that, that got a hold of us going into New England. But last year, just it, it, we weren't firing on all cylinders there. So I think that this year, uh, and again, this year is going to be so different. It's going to be something we haven't seen before. And and how will COVID play a role? Mm-hmm. Will there be certain weeks where certain teams are are out? Uh, I don't know. But I think looking at the schedule, a lot of people are saying eight and eight. I'm thinking I'm thinking nine wins, okay. nine ten wins. We'll take it. It's week one. Anything can happen at this point. We look forward to it. I look forward to seeing you, albeit from a distance. Week two, yes. I'll wave from the press box. You can, I'll try to find you in your zone wherever you are. But it is so good to see you, even if it's virtually. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Always good to see your face, Haley.